Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. Uh, I'm so excited you are joining us today. Uh, Today is a great week because believe it or not, I know it's crazy to say, but Christmas is here, uh, which is really awesome, uh, especially as Christians. Uh, It's a great time of the year because we get to just kind of sit back and reflect on our year, but also uh, look at what Christ has done in our lives, you know, and that's the whole purpose of Christmas is understanding who Christ is and and how he came to uh, fruition through God, right, uh, um, sending his son uh, to be in human form uh, as a baby born to a virgin uh, named Mary, and it's such a, a great thing. And so with all that said, I want to wish you all uh, the most merry and, and faith-filled Christmas. Uh, I hope that uh, you just have uh, an awesome week, uh, an awesome day as we celebrate uh, Lord's birth. Uh, it's a great honor to be able to talk with you uh, this week um, because we are celebrating, as I said, the, the virgin birth um, of, of, of Christ who became one of us in Emmanuel, right? God with us. And so we're in this message series called travel light. And we're talking about letting go of some of the things in this world that hold us back spiritually. And so today, I want to let Luke chapter one just kind of speak to us. And we're going to be talking about letting go of control. And so to start things off, I'm curious, uh, how many of you would say honestly that there's a at least one area of your life that you love to control? You know, if that's you, um, you, what we're going to do today is we're going to look at that, look at our own lives and the things that we want to control. Because today we're going to read a big portion of scripture from Luke's gospel, and we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ. Okay, so Luke chapter one, starting with verse 26, we got a lot we're going to read today, but uh, just kind of listen along and here's what, here's what it says. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Some of you right now, as you're listening to this podcast, you may be confused about something going on in your life. You're like, I wish this was not happening. Why am I here? I never thought I would experience this. And you're disturbed. You know, I can't handle this. I don't know what we're going to do. I'd like to take control. I need to figure this out. Why in the world is this happening? I never thought at this point I'd be experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. And Mary was confused and disturbed. So let's read on. Uh, Angel said, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and he will be named Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Now I want to pause there, because Mary's about to respond, okay? And I want you to notice she does not respond with, this is, this is not convenient for me, or this is not my five-year goal plan. Like, like, you have no idea, angel, if this happens, then I will be pregnant in my wedding gown. You know, I paid a lot of money, and I don't want to look, I want, I want to look good in my wedding dress, right, and in my wedding photos. And, and so, but here's what, how Mary really responds. Look at verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Now, there's another version, translation, of this. It's, it's the ESV, the English Standard Version, and it translates the verse like this. It says, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. She's disturbed and, and confused, and the angel speaks, and she says, Let it be. Now, I'm not a mind reader, but I can already think or already tell <laughs> that there are some of you thinking this is probably the perfect message for my spouse or my significant other or maybe my relative like my mother-in-law or my father-in-law or something. And, and so uh, I'm so glad you know we can maybe get somebody and I'll share this with them and all these kinds of things. And you're going to think, you know, uh, and they're going to think in that sense of I'm not controlling you know, I'm just aggressively helpful, or I'm not controlling, I'm just thoroughly organized, right? Now, some of you, you're wound so tight that you make coffee nervous, okay? Just, let's just be real. You want to control everything, and your kids know it. You want to control what they look like, where they go, who they hang out with, what they do, what they make on the ACT, where they go to college, who they're going to marry, you know, how many grandkids they're going to have and how they're going to take care of you when you're old. You want to control them. Or in the case of your spouse, you're, you're wearing them out, you know, like how, you're telling them how they're going to chew or how they're going to dress and, and what you say and what you want and where you go and how you load the dishwasher and how you vacuum. Now, of course, vacuuming is important and must be done with parallel lines, right? Never crossing lines. And you must get all the way up to the edge, okay? Because if you don't do that, you do not honor God, okay? We, we do everything that is unto the Lord. We vacuum just right. We want to be in control. Some of you, you really want to control what people think about you. You know, social media is your greatest weapon. And so you get to show them the life that you want them to see, filtered, edited, it took you 37 attempts to get the Christmas photo by the tree just right. You, you almost gave away a kid and divorced your spouse because you were so mad at each other, right? And you're like, hashtag blast. <laughs> I'm talking about myself as well because it's funny because the more you try to be in control, the more you fear losing control. And the more you fear losing control, the more you want to be in control. And so that's why today I what I want to do is I want to give you just one thought, one big idea, a simple thought to remember but not a simple thought to live. To, to live this out, it, it takes faith. But on the other side of your faith, let me promise you something. You will always see the faithfulness of God, the God who is with you. And so the big thought, if you're, if you're kind of trying to take notes or if you just want to mentally put this into the brain and everything is, is this, and I hope you understand that you don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. Let me say it again. You don't always have the power to control, but you do have the power to surrender. 
You don't always have the power to control, right? So to make him do what he wants or to make her behave like you want or to get your marriage where you want it to be or to get your finances in in line finally or to get your future just lined up, to get your health where you want it, to have your kids doing everything you want them to do. You see, you don't have always have the power to control, but you do have the power to surrender. When we talk about that, an angel appears to the Virgin Mary, right? A lot of people hear this and think, well, it's, it's easy for her. She was Mary after all. There, there's statues named after her. There's cathedrals named after her. She's the Virgin Mary. And my answer to that is no. When the angel appeared to her, we have to recognize she was an ordinary, everyday, average teenage girl, just a regular kid. Some scholars would say she was between 13 or 14, maybe 15 years of age. She had hopes and dreams. And just like any other little girl, she was dreaming about getting married. She didn't have any options like all of you do. She, she couldn't snap the cute guy she met at youth camp or whatever, you know. There was no match.com. She couldn't go to go on to Christian Tingle or Mingle or whatever it is called these days. And, and she doesn't meet somebody, you know, right? She got a lim- she's got a limited community to choose from, and she would have been like any other girl. She wanted a guy with just a few simple, basic qualities, okay? Women really don't have a lot they're asking for, just just the basics, okay? A few simple things. She wanted someone who most likely was strong, handsome, and charming and drove a nice donkey, okay? Newer model that's reliable, nothing fancy, a good job, a man with a bright future, someone with strong hands and a soft heart, someone who's close to mom but not a mama's boy, she wanted a guy that was bold and yet humble, someone who was de- decisive and but yet flexible, well-groomed but not obsessive, somebody that was fit but did not post topless Instagram posts. Okay, she, she wanted someone that had big goals yet was easygoing, someone that made her feel safe but was a little dangerous, someone who liked chocolate-covered strawberries, long walks on the beach, and old movies. And most of all, she wanted a guy that was godly because this would be the man that would be daddy to her children, okay? Whatever whatever it is, because as you can tell, I'm kind of making this up as we go, but but she had dreams. She'd she'd meet him and and would would want to be proposed to on the Bethlehem Bridge and the photographer would get the perfect Instagram moment and and they'd get married at Jerusalem Gardens and and they would slow dance to thinking out loud, okay? It would be perfect. And they would have two kids, a boy and a girl, and the boy would be named, of course, Joey Jr., and the girl would be named Ava or Olivia or, you know, something. They haven't decided yet on the girl's name, but they would have a dog and not a cat, of course. And they'd watch Netflix and chill every night of the week and, well, at least four nights of the week and whatever it might be. And she had hopes and she had dreams. And the angel comes to her and said, nope, 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 not today. God has something different for you. And she's disturbed and confused. Some of you, you kind of had a plan, right? Some hopes and some dreams. You were, you were done at two kids and you got a bonus round, okay? You didn't see that coming, right? Or the opposite, you hoped for three kids and you found that you couldn't conceive your first. And you're disturbed and you're confused. You thought the job was the perfect job when you took it. You had no idea that the company would eventually be downsizing. And now you're not sure you're going to be able to keep your job. And you're barely paying your rent right now and it's weighing on you. It could be a relational issue. Your marriage isn't where it's supposed to be. There could be an empty chair at the Christmas table this year. 
the person where it was there last year and, and for whatever reason they're not there this year. And you never thought it would happen. It could be a health issue. It could be a financial weight. It could be any number of things. You're disturbed and you're confused. You didn't think this is the way it would be. And you were like Mary. When you think about Mary, she didn't know the end of the story. She didn't know three decades later that Jesus would be on the cross and that he would die. And then, then God would raise him from the dead and all the angels would sing. And, and he'd send up to heaven and, and he'd be seated at the right hand of, of God the Father. She didn't know that. And you don't know, and you don't know what's going to happen in your particular situation either. She had a choice to make. Because you don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. She had, to make, she had to make a choice between her dreams and God's destiny. She had to make a decision between her plans and what appeared to be God's purpose. She had to choose between her control and God's calling. And what I love about Mary is this. Even though she didn't understand the plan, she trusted that her father had a purpose. God's doing something. You always have the power to surrender. And what's interesting to me when I, when I think about it, there's no such thing as a, as a partial surrender, okay? Like, like, like there's some kind of degree of, of surrender. Like, hey, I'm only going to surrender at 87.5% today, okay? I trust him to save my soul, but I, but I still like to, you know, fool around and, and do things that I, I still like to kind of do. I'm not going give to give it up, right? I trust him to make my past okay, but I can't trust him with my money. I, I trust him to give me peace when I'm hurting, but not with my kids, these are my kids, and there's no such thing as a partial surrender, right? So what is our desire to control rooted in? When I look at all the different areas of my life to control, and, and believe me when I tell you, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you guys and I'm speaking to myself today, my desire to control is rooted in a lack of faith. The more I find myself trying to control, the more I overestimate my ability to control. And the more I underestimate the power and the goodness of God, it's not easy, right? Because everything in culture tells us you've got to make it happen. It, it's it's got to be uh, it's got to be up to me, right? It's got to be uh, you know be the perfect situation. I got to get in there. I've got to be strong. I've got to manipulate it. I've got to make it happen. And Jesus says something that is opposed to everything that culture says. Jesus says if you cling to your life, in other words, if you try to be in control you're actually going to lose it. But if instead, if you give up your life, if you surrender it for me, Jesus says you will find it. So in other words, to fully follow Jesus is to surrender control. Let it be. The interesting thing is this, surrendering control is not just a one-time decision either. And when we, and when we look at Mary's surrender, right, what is so interesting is every time she chose to surrender something, she eventually saw evidence of the faithfulness of God. Think about it. You're, you're, you're a virgin, and you're going to be pregnant, okay? We're just being real, okay? Being honest with you. It would be like I'm dating my wife again, okay? We haven't been married. And she comes up, and she says, the Holy Ghost got me pregnant. You know, we've got problems. You know, it'd be a weird conversation, right? But Mary has to tell Joseph this. And she says what? Let it be. She surrenders. And what does God do? She doesn't know he's going to do it, but God then sends Gabriel, the angel, who appears to Joseph in a dream and says, this whole thing is legit. So she's not crazy, okay? And she surrenders. 
She sees the faithfulness of God and, and people are around town. And, and, and you know what they're doing? They're, they're whispering, right? Oh, yeah, that Mary, I saw her donkey over at his house at 2 in the morning. You know what's going on there, right? And she's shamed for this. And, and then what happens? The Holy Spirit confirms it to her relative Elizabeth. This is of God. And there's some comfort there. And you think about whenever Mary is giving birth, she's nine months pregnant, riding on a donkey, right? Can't find a holiday inn, no Motel 6, there's no rooms. This is not ideal. Yet she trusts God. And he provides a stall, a cave next to farm animals, which is not ideal. But then shepherds show up to worship. God is with us. And then Herod the king gets word, who is, who is this baby, right? And we're going to make sure that he's dead. Now think about this. The king and all the forces want to kill your baby, okay, if you're in that situation. And every day, God, Mary's saying, God, I, I trust you with my child. I trust you with my child. And on their run, they're fleeing from Egypt, and I, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. So here's another question. How do you pay the bills when you're on the run like that? You know, I don't know. I trust you, though. And then the wise men show up, and, and they have gold, frankincense, and myrrh to, to worship the Son of God. And, and I'm kind of reading into it, but, but gold will help you when you're on the run, right? You know, it's surrender, faithfulness. And yeah, fast forward a little bit. Jesus knows what's going to happen to him, right? He's, in the, he's the Son of God. He's in a, in a garden, and he's agonizing, knowing what's about to happen. He's agonizing. The pressure is so intense. If you look at it scientifically, his capillary burst. Blood comes out of his brow. That's how intense it is. And he cries out to his daddy, his heavenly father, and he says, if there's any other way that you could remove this cup, what's he talking about is, is the cup of suffering that's coming. Remove it, he says. Then, then what he says is the exact same Greek word that his mother said when she said, let it be. He said the same thing, let it be your will, God, and not mine. And he goes to the cross, and his mother Mary looks at him on the cross, and you've got to understand this. He's beaten so badly that he doesn't even look like a human being. They're spitting on him, cursing him, and he's suffering. Suffering. And Jesus could have acted and taken control. He could have called legions of angels to come and wipe them out. But what did Jesus do? He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he surrendered. Let me ask you a question. What is it that you're trying to control that God wants you to surrender? See, I can't force you to, to, to do this today, okay? But I want to create an opportunity where perhaps God could do something special. Okay? If, if there's a, a burden on your heart, and I don't know what it might be right now. It could be a relationship. It could be a marriage. It could be a child that you're aching for. It could be a bad diagnosis. It could be the financial weight that's crushing you. It could be a, a fear. It could be a hurt because of something that you've lost. It could be an addiction that you just can't seem to beat. It could be that, that guilt that you're carrying for something that you did that, that you just can't undo. Whatever it is, I want you to think about that right now. I want you to think about that right now. Because in a moment, uh, I'm going to ask you to do something, okay? And, and I, I'm going to ask you to do something a little different today, okay? Is you might choose to give him the burden of that which you're trying to control, 
Okay, that's what you're, I'm asking you to do. And scripture says, 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your cares, all your worries and anxieties on him, your father, because he cares for you. So what's so special to me about this story of Mary is this, is the angel appears to her. And what did the angel say? The angel said, the Lord is with you. He's with you. And who is Jesus? He's also called Emmanuel, which means God who's with us. And I hope you'll feel that today, that God is with you. I really do. I hope you feel that this this week, okay? Because I'm going to try to explain something the best that I can. I want to tell you that that I love you, okay? And, and I know there's a lot of you that 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 you're like, what what are you talking about? Because you don't even know me. You've never even met me, and that's true. But see, there's a spiritual responsibility that I feel as a pastor, and I care more than you could ever imagine. That the, the weight that I feel is because I want you all to find life in Christ. I care and God cares. But here's what I have to realize when I, when I give a message like this or I'm talking to you like this. I, I can't control you at all. And I would love it if I could talk you into it or I could preach a powerful way that, that would help you say, say, yes, I choose to surrender. Because when you surrender, there's a promise, okay? And the promise is that our God can do way more through your surrender than you could ever do through your control. He can do way more. That which is on your heart is always better in his hand. So what I had to do is I had to realize this. I can't control you, okay? I, I can't force it. I cannot make it happen. So in, in prayer, I have simply surrendered you to the work of the Holy Spirit. And I'll trust that maybe perhaps he'll do something. And so I'm going to say it, I'm going to set the table, and I hope that you want to feast on the goodness of God. But only his spirit can move you to surrender. You don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. And I promise you, God can do way more through your surrender than you could ever do through your control. And so I'm going to ask you to just take a moment and, and, and take a time, you know, go into prayer, and maybe take an opportunity and write it down or or just really think about it, uh, of something that that you have a burden on. What I asked you to think about earlier is, what is that burden? What is something that you're trying to control that you need to surrender to God, okay? And I'm going to ask in a moment, I'm going to ask you to bow your head wherever you're at, and if you can, if you're driving, then obviously do this a little bit later. Take an opportunity to do this, but if you're in an opportunity, I would love you to bow your head, and I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to ask that as I'm praying that you just give your offense, your, 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 your thing that you want to offer to God, the burden that you're carrying, the thing that you're trying to control, and I want you to surrender it to God. So I'm hoping you'll take a time this morning, today, whenever you're listening to this, to do that, just that. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you that your spirit is doing what no person has the power to do, but you're touching hearts right now. And in the same way Mary said it, and the same way Jesus said it, and the same way they lived it, God, help us say it and help us live it. That true surrender, that not, not partial surrender, but let it be God. Not our will, but your will be done. Knowing that sometimes it's not easy, not what we want. We'll, we'll be disturbed, we may be confused, but God, ultimately, even if we don't understand the plan, God, we trust you, your character, your goodness. We trust that you always have a purpose. Help us surrender.
That concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I also want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll be back next week as we finish up, we wrap up this series of Travel Life. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.